0: Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Huttum. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. A critic once remarked, two things are inevitable, death and taxes. Maybe you feel that you personally can't do much about reducing taxes. But you most certainly can do something about reducing the yearly death toll. Smoking in bed, for instance, may be fun, but it can also be dangerous. Your troubles seem far away when you see them through a fog of smoke as you lie back, relaxed. Then out you go like a light, but not your cigarette. The cigarette slips from your hand and finds plenty of fuel for a fire with you in the middle. Maybe you'll wake up, and maybe you won't. Carelessness, such as falling asleep while smoking in bed, is responsible for 90% of America's fires. And every 20 seconds throughout the year, a fire breaks out somewhere in the United States. Of the 4,600 fires daily, almost 1,000 take place in homes, destroying about 340,000 homes annually. You can help reduce this appalling and unnecessary waste simply by observing a few simple safety rules. It also might mean saving your own life. (laughs)
1: The mail's always here by 10 o'clock at the latest, and it's already seven minutes after. What do you suppose that pouch pack and poke does after you leaves that post office? Go for a walk?
2: I wouldn't be a bit surprised. But why all the you do about the mailman today?
1: I'm waiting for a magazine. The May issue of Partly True magazine. It was near this mailbox ten minutes ago.
2: What's the origin about that? You'll have a whole month to read it in. <laughs>
1: There's a well continued story in it, and this is the closing chapter. Story by Al Blinker, Private Eye. It's called Who Buy My Violence?
2: Oh, oh, oh,
1: that's sweet. Who will buy my violence? Yep. In the April issue, Linker was on the trail of Tobias Taylor, the famous wife killer, you see. Wife killer? Mm-hmm. Taylor was about to kill his seventh wife and collect her insurance, but still the cops couldn't get a thing on him, see. He was as slippery as a watermelon
2: seed. Well, if they knew he was doing it, why couldn't they catch him? They couldn't figure out how he
1: was killing see. He never left a mark or a clue of any kind. But Al Linker, private eye, has just figured out how he done it. He's going to trap the guy in the main issue.
2: Well, how did he kill the poor women without leaving a mark on them?
1: It was very tricky, Tootsie. Tobias Taylor merely tickled him to death. Uh, what? Yep. He'd get them out in some isolated spot and start tickling them. One at a time, of course. <laughs> They'd get to laughing and he'd keep it up till he finally just tickled them to death. <laughs> I do know where that mailman is. Well, he should have been here by
2: now. Maybe we just didn't have any mail today. Brother, right, boy! Hello kids. Put the groceries on the sink, Mr. Oldtimer. Okay, daughter.
1: Hey, did you hear the news, son? What news? Don't tell me B took Manila. Huh? Nope. Hal Blinker, Private Eye, just trapped Tobias Taylor, the wife tickler. Read about it in Partly True magazine. Now, uh, wait a minute. You mean you already got your May issue? Yep. Bought it on a newsstand, Johnny. Very interesting magazine. You ought to read it. He's been trying to read it all morning. Yeah, that bad ratted mailman isn't here yet, and I'm waiting for my magazine. Every time there's something important. Mailman? <laughs> you... hey, Why, he went by here an hour ago, Johnny. What? He went by here? I was delivering to troops' house across the street at the time. Are you sure? It must have been Toops' house, Johnny. It was Toops' kid that opened the door and started kicking me in the leg. No, I mean, didn't he stop at all? Didn't he leave anything? Yep. He left his breakfast. come right at the door, and started kicking me in the shin. <laughs> didn't stop till I fetched him a clip with a leg of lamb his mama had ordered. <laughs> then he stopped.
2: No, Mr. Old he's talking about the mailman. <laughs> Are you sure it was the mailman? No,
1: it was Toops' kid, daughter. Mailman wouldn't kick me. He's scared of me. I never asked you if the mailman <laughs> kicked you. I know it, son. It was daughter here that asked me. I was talking to her. wasn't talking to you. Look, you said the mailman went by this house an hour ago, right? Right. Walked by here, muttering to yourself and shaking his fist at your house. Shaking his fist. And what? We got no dogs. I don't know, Johnny. He was muttering something about you having the post office in an uproar, but I couldn't hear the rest of it. Me got the post office in an uproar. Me. That's what the mailman said, son. Believe me, know what kind of trouble a boy is in now, daughter. I got to get to work. Go on. Go on.
2: What have you done now? What do you mean
1: what have I done? All I done is I've been waiting for my partly two magazine all day. While them rumdums are probably sitting down at that post office reading it, and they're not going to get away with it. Hand me the phone.
2: No, you take the easy, dearie.
1: The mail service is. I'll we'll no- find out who's got who in an uproar. I'll tear the lid off of that dead letter cemetery. I'll show them magazine heisting postmark peddlers who. Hello, post office. This is Peter McGee, seventy nine Muscle Vista. And oh, you've heard of me, eh? Well, look, Buster. I've been waiting all morning for my May issue of Partly Two magazine that was due to be delivered here over an hour ago. And yes, I am. No, I won't. No, it hasn't. Yes, I will. No, I don't. Hey, wait a
2: minute. Hang up.
1: What was all this? Yes, I am. No, I'm not. Yes, I will.
2: No, I don't, Business.
1: He wanted to know if I was home and not to leave and did their men come yet and to be sure to wait for him and do I like surprises and then he gives a nasty laugh and bangs up the receiver. Oh? Now, what's it all about?
0: There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. Even though the big guns of a shooting war are silent today, another war, a vicious and bitter war, continues. It is a cold war of propaganda versus truth that is raging throughout the world. The people immediately concerned are the seventy million inhabitants of the Iron Curtain countries. But don't think for a minute that every American hasn't a stake in its outcome too. You can help to combat the vicious lies that are being spread throughout Europe by joining in the Crusade for Freedom, which offers each of us as individuals the opportunity to strike a blow against tyranny. This blow can be struck through Radio Free Europe, an independent citizen-sponsored organization which broadcasts the message of democracy through the Iron Curtain every day, hour after hour. Radio Free Europe is a partnership of Americans and exiles of enslaved countries who broadcast to their compatriots in their own idiom. Join the Crusade by contributing your truth dollar. Send your contribution to Crusade for Freedom in care of your local postmaster. I'm going to sit right
1: here on the front porch till them guys get here from the post office.
2: A surprise, the man said. Yeah.
1: All I got to say is they better surprise me by getting my magazine over here in the next ten minutes. You know,
2: I just had a thought, McGee. Maybe the surprise is your subscription expired. Had you thought of that? Hmm.
1: No, I don't think it could have yet. You see, this is April. Gus at the barber shop went back to Italy to see his folks last May. I remember because I was in just before he left and had him cut my hair so they could take my picture with the Elks bowling team. Mm-hmm. That must have been in May because the bowling team lost the county title in June. That was after Edgy e. Peters fractured his throwing thumb.
2: Well, that's all very fascinating, but uh, what's it got to do with Partly True Magazine?
1: Well, it's got to do with I signed the little card they sent me to renew my subscription. With the fountain pen, I bought off of Edgy, because he wanted in a raffle, and could use it with his busted thumb. That was June, so I'm still in force.
2: Well, thank you. Next time, I'll hire Thomas Cook and Company to take me on a tour of your train of thought. <laughs> Speaking of a tour, I'd better take a tour of
1: the kitchen. Call well, me if anything happens. Okay. Something better happen, too. by George. Yoo hoo, Mr. McGee. Hello, Oh, hi, Wimp. Now, oh, pull up a porch step and set a spell. Oh, thank you, Mr. McGee. I will. What's you fooling about? You on the lamb again? Oh, no. She is out of town this week. Oh. I've been downtown all day window watching. Window watching? No. Window watching. Oh. I've been watching the boundtown store windows while the window trimmer trimmed them. I'm considering taking up that as a profession. Oh, yeah, huh? Might be a good job for you at that went Should be a good excuse for you to get out of the house at night, too. Don't think I haven't thought of that. Oh boy. You ought to look good in the window. You'd blend right in with the rest of the stuff. Oh, thank you. In fact, if you didn't move around too much and if you'd turn a price tag on your sleeve, people would probably <laughs> What's this pulling up? large truck it sometimes Looks like a mail truck. That's what it is. A mail truck. Hey, Molly, it's here. The mail is here. Boy, is this service? What uh I phoned the post office and Ray text today because my partly 2 magazine didn't get here, see? Oh, mine didn't come today either. I just love their amazing experiences department, don't you? Yeah, that amazing experiences is a swell department, Wimp. I'm reading a story, too, that I was just telling. What's happening,
2: McGee? Oh, hello, Mr. Wimple.
1: Now, I'll tell you what's happening. We're getting the kind of service that to when you deflob enough like I do. Boy, look at that guy struggling with that bag of mail. You think
0: he'd just take your magazine out of the bag? Oh, how do you do, sir? Don't tell me all that mail is for us. Uh, no, ma'am, that's not all. There's more. <coughs> you said the McGee? None of that. I don't know why you did it, mister, but here you are. Huh? A hundred copies of Partly True magazine. Goodness gracious, Agnes alive. Well, there must
1: be some mistake. Silver McGee, 79, Whistle
2: Vista. Silver McGee, 79, Whistle Vista. Silver McGee, 79... Mary, yeah. they've all got your name on them. Yeah, but a hundred copies. Hey, where
1: are you going? For the rest of
2: them. The rest? McGee,
1: how many of those renewal forms did you fill out? Only one, across my heart. My gosh, I could not never read the subscription a hundred times. Two hundred
2: times. He's bringing another
1: sack. Here you uh, are again... Hey now, wait a minute. These, these go back. Hey, this is a mistake. Hey, leave them in the bags, bud. Bags of government property. I got a count for them. Oh, this is ridiculous. What's the matter with them guys? Well, I'll address to you, all right. Isn't this exciting? It's
2: disgusting. They can't do this to me. I only ordered one copy, and that's all I'm going to pay for. Pay for? Heavenly days, 200 magazines, at 25 cents a copy. How much is this going to cost you?
1: Well, they can't charge me for... Or can they? Oh, this is Hey, not another sack
0: Another sackful, mister? I got a hundred more sacks on that truck for you. What? A hundred? And there's about three more truckloads down at the post office. The place is choked up with them. We can't move. We figure 38 to 40,000 copies of Partly True magazine. Every last one of them addressed to Feather McGee.
2: 40,000
1: copies. Molly, don't look at me that way. I'm an innocent byproduct. I never did this. I don't even know what it's all about. Well, I'm going to find out. What are you going to do, Mr. McGee? I'm going to phone long distance to Partly two Magazine. Boy, have I got an amazing experience to tell them guys.
0: We will say goodnight to Trevor and Molly
3: in a moment. Hi, I'm Donna Shore, and I'm here to tell you a little about our twice-weekly radio program on most of these NBC stations we are on every Tuesday and Friday evening, you know, and we do our best to crowd each of our 15-minute programs with real entertainment. Believe me, it's lots of fun trading words and music with our talented music master, Frank Duvall. And we're also proud and glad to have the very popular and mellow-voiced Art Baker as a permanent member of our radio family. Every once in a while, a surprise guest drops in to see it. It may be one of your top vocal or Hollywood favorites. It may be a new voice discovery on the way to stardom. And of course, I'll always try to sing the songs that I think you'll want to hear. Old songs, new songs, bright songs, blue songs. Hey, what do you know? I'm a poet. <laughs> but all poetry aside, why not make it a regular date to listen to our Dinah Shore show every Tuesday and Friday evening on the NBC Radio Network? We'd love to have you with us. <laughs>
1: They put me on to Mister Ufner, the circulation manager, see, and he said he was awfully happy about the whole thing. Mm, well,
2: that's more than I can say. Said
1: they didn't know what happened to them forty thousand copies, and they were going crazy around there.
2: Well, we know what happened to them, and we're going crazy around here. <laughs> yeah. Do you realize the pile of partly truths on our front porch is now eight feet high? Well,
1: uh, you just sit tight, Pussy. see Ufner's flying out here tomorrow to so explain everything and take them off our porch. Good night.
2: Good night, all. <laughs>
0: Has brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Bolly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as Wallace Wimple and the Old Timer and Peter Leeds as the man from the post office. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow night for another absorbing episode in the lives of Fibber, McGee, and Bolly. The only show on the air that can tell you what to do if you have 40,000 copies of a magazine on your front porch. This is John Wall, who is just as anxious as you are to learn the answer. Tonight, follow the Senate committee hearings on the NBC radio network.